0: welcome to the trampoline hall podcast i am your host misha globerman trampoline hall as you know is a lecture series that takes place in a bar uh, usually in toronto but sometimes in other cities and also takes place in your podcast machine and thus in your mind Um, the thing about trampoline hall is people can lecture on all sorts of topics but the one rule is that they cannot speak on subjects on which they are professionally expert after each lecture we take questions from the audience um, lots of people work on Trampoline Hall, and 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 when you come to the show, to the live show, it's you kind of really get this sense, I think, of how much goes into it. The tickets are these handcrafted objects. You get a program uh, from from the person who chose all the lecturers, who hands them to, hands that to you personally. And also at every Trampoline Hall, uh, there's a set, a different stage set that is purpose built uh, for the show. Uh, Usually Amanda Happe is the person who chooses the set designers. And I tell you about one in particular, this guy, Dean Baldwin, years ago, who's an artist in Toronto, built this set. And what Dean did was he just took all the crap that was in his car and he brought it to the stage and he hung it uh, from the ceilings over the stage. And it was like a mix of different stuff, like just garbage and then some like bottles and a couple of like fairly sharp knives. It was a little scary uh, and dangerous. What made it most scary and dangerous though is that the objects were hanging up from the ceiling by strings and they went up to pulleys and then the other end of the string was just put in the hands of individual audience members. So the people in the audience were like, act literally like in control of these like sometimes dangerous and precarious objects that were hanging over us on the stage and and we were basically trusting them not to let go of these objects and let them fall on us. Um, In some ways that might be a metaphor for... Trampling Hall, although I'm not really sure how that metaphor uh, would function. But I'll, I'll leave that to you uh, to think about. But for now, let's uh, move on to our lecturer. There's probably some mature language in there. I don't know. The topic is the Southern Ontario Circuit, and the lecturer is Annie Spatafora. <laughs>
1: I was thinking of all the ways I would fall up the this, this stage while mounting, and I'm here, so I'm good. So in the early 90s, a stretch of pubs, Kelsey-type family restaurants, and independently-run strip clubs played host to a wave of sociality for their hustling wait staff, my mom and her peers, singing karaoke on their days off, first for fun and then for compounding purpose. I saw it begin, begin in Brampton, Ontario, but later witnessed it explode across the province. My mom ran in the southern Ontario karaoke competition circuit. <laughs> when I say she ran, I mean she hopped, I mean she drove, I mean she hailed, city to city. Kitchener, Waterloo, Dundas, London, Niagara Falls, Brantford, Hamilton, Mississauga, and of course right here downtown Toronto. Before the age of eight, I toured with my mom and many of the other karaoke regulars in the circuit. The circuit. Um, They showed up in venues out of town in their Dodge caravans that just barely passed emissions, ready to sing for pride and prize. This was a time when my mom and her colleagues were buying cassette, cassette tape singles, original song on side A, Karaoke version on side B. I remember the first karaoke cassette single my mom bought to rehearse with. It was These Dreams by Heart. The women in the circuit were dressed like Katie Segal from Married with Children, but were much fatter and much more cutting. I mean, these women made their money serving 10 cent chicken wings to men in pubs. There was a mightiness here unmatched. A common priority among the players in the circuit was that they each had their choice song to sing at every stop—one song, the one they learned on or they leaned on rather for a win. A major variable in winning or at least placing in these competitions rested on the chance that your go-to song appeared in the catalog. My mom's song, for example, was "Whole Lot of Love" by Led Zeppelin. Again, a mightiness unmatched. <clears throat> I recall an out-of-town pub sometime in 1992 that failed to catalog her song. I watched from afar with my Shirley Temple in hand as my mother raised her temper at the competition organizer. What do you expect a woman to sing, Alana Miles? Yeah, she did, and she placed third. The stakes were high at these competitions, usually beer-branded clothing, a Coors Light jean jacket, for example, or a leather-pleated fanny pack to collect your tips in. Occasionally, there was a cash prize, but never more than $100. I can't quite remember when we stopped going to the competitions. It was likely when my mom remarried, gave birth to another batch of children, and started waiting tables in cleaner establishments. The circuit never quits, however. Though the circuit encircled my mom and, by association, me, many of the desires remained. Um, at least that of the affection of a vocal melody sung well, or at the very least with spirit, ease, and insistence. And lucky for all of us, she can never afford a, a car with anything more sophisticated than a tape deck. I offer a list of intimacies learned and lived in an ongoing commitment to sing karaoke regularly, properly. Like many of us forever enclosed in the Southern Ontario karaoke circuit, we have found paths from the original source, but are still operating with the same function. Here they go. There's no sadder song to sing at karaoke than In the Living Years by Mike and the Mechanics, I once offered to a heartbroken coworker. She replied, yes, there is. It's Bonnie Raitt's I Can't Make You Love Me. Twenty-five or so of us booked a room at Exo Karaoke at 693 Blue Street West. Hey, Um, on Christmas Day in 2010, I needed activity for those who had nowhere to go that day or just didn't celebrate the damn thing. Days later, photos posted on social media of my friend Alexis singing Paula Abdul's Rush Rush Jam. Uh, she comments, for anyone who thinks I don't emote, look at that expression. A first, uh, the first woman I ever kissed sang Common People by Pulp at Karaoke, years after our brief romance. We're still great friends. The first man I developed romantic feelings for in 12 years sang Common People at Pop by Pulp at Karaoke a few weeks ago. At 18 years old, I was at the... Hey. <laughs> um. Sorry. <laughs> Um, At 18 years old, I was at the Student Center pub at the University of Western Ontario. I sang Alanis Morissette's You Oughta Know in a competition to win an all-inclusive trip to Europe, any country of my choice. (laughs) One of the judges after my performance says, I don't know who hurt you, but it must suck to be them. (laughs) I had never been in love at that point, nor had I ever engaged with or experienced heartbreak. but that would have been the first time I had flown on an airplane. I placed in the top 10 and sang the most embarrassing rendition of Michael Jackson's Black or White, which meant I I didn't qualify for the top three, um, and then I didn't see the inside of an airplane until I was 24. There's video documentation of my mom and I fighting at a microphone in the belly of the cul-de-sac street she lives lives on in Barrie, Ontario. Our neighbors rented a karaoke machine for our street party that summer night, the summer before I left for my first year of university. I approached the microphone and began singing Frank Sinatra's My Way, a few keys off. She approached the second microphone unasked and sang the song in key giving me the eyes of, I'll fix this for you. I screamed at her in public and also on tape, telling her she should just let me sing off key. The video shows how hurt she is that I wouldn't accept her help, the help in her embarrassment. I haven't returned to that cul-de-sac street since that summer. I was once a guest, uh, guest host at a weekly karaoke event at a queer bar in the West End. There were two friends there celebrating one woman's completing med school that day. Her adoring friend kept yelling into the microphone, She's a doctor now, she's a doctor now. After hearing it all night and in poor humor, but also a reference to Goodwill hunting, I introduced my co host and I in the microphone. This is Dr. D'Angelo, and I'm Dr. Spadafora. And I haven't been invited to host karaoke there ever since. I can't believe I'm about to, my tattoo artist, Chino.
0: (laughs) He's amazing.
1: He's amazing. Bless. Okay, my my tattoo artist, Chino, once told me that everyone looks like an asshole when they do karaoke. If you sing poorly, you look like an asshole. If you sing well and try really, really hard, you look like an asshole. He offered that karaoke was the ultimate equalizer. I trust Chino abundantly. The first time he tattooed a paper hat on my arm, he told me that his lesbian sister plays violin in the San Francisco Symphony. He was in. I told him I once visited my dad in jail on Christmas Day, and then I was in. I, oh God, I beer sprayed my boss while she sang Madonna's Like a Prayer at our staff holiday party last winter days after she confessed that karaoke is one of her most feared activities she was three hours late for work the next day hung over and slept in which is why she didn't respond to my text message that said oh my god i cannot believe i beer sprayed my boss I received an email two summers ago with the subject line, you are very good at karaoke. And in the body of the email, the words, I have a crush on you. The night prior, I sang Jerry Rafferty's Right Down the Line and Cisco's Thong Song, just in case you needed some (laughs) ideas. Both songs are rarely found in karaoke catalogs, I'll have you know. Uh, And the host of this catalog is Bar Plus, 360 Young Street. Uh, I moved my best friend to tears on her 30th birthday singing I Want to Come Over by Melissa Etheridge. I believe it was the first time I ever saw her cry in public. She knew I meant every word. The email from the previous story should have also included, I will break your heart. The matter, uh, no matter the circuit that encloses and to whatever limit, I'm certain of the learning within. These dreams go on when I close my eyes. Every second of the night, I live another life. These dreams that sleep when it's cold outside, every moment I'm awake, the further I'm away. I really have to find that heart karaoke cassette, single my mom has. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Ladies gentlemen, you're listening to the Trampoline Hall podcast. I'm Misha Gloverman. Up next, a Q and A. Are there any questions? Are there any questions? Yes, yeah, you.
1: Caleb. Thanks, Caleb. <laughs> um,
0: have
1: you and your mom done another uh, duet together?
0: Have you done another duet together? No.
1: No. But I'm hopeful. I've been practicing. <laughs> I have like a, laundry, like a laundry list of songs I workshop. But I'm open to the idea of categorizing some of them as like for mom.
0: <laughs> so you're like but you haven't talked to her about it i haven't talked to her about you just it just have some songs ready like in case I, yeah that's a weird band to like break up and then try to get back together yeah
1: <laughs> it's
0: like you and your mom and karaoke uh, uh. have you talked to her about about doing karaoke with her again no all right okay all right okay i won't i'm not no to gonna... No, i mean no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't wanna, it seems a little early in the Q&A for me to really <laughs> press too hard about that, we may come back to that. Are there any other questions, anything else you would like to know? Oh, there's someone right there, oh yeah, thank you, yeah. Why do you think people do karaoke if everyone sounds like an asshole? Why do people do karaoke if everyone looks like an asshole?
1: It's vulnerability. I don't know, there's something magic about um, not caring or something, or just uh, leaning on the, the magic of like a pop melody.
0: <laughs> so there you go. It's Where else can you lean on the magic of a pop melody? Only in karaoke. Anything else? Any other questions? Anything else? Oh, yes, you, ma'am. Yes. Um, can you talk about the difference between private room karaoke and public karaoke? Like, Par- you know onstage- so, the, so the question is private room karaoke versus on stage karaoke. I feel
1: like um, private room karaoke is a gateway. Like, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Like, for example, my boss was like, I, can't, I just can't, I can't do it. There's no way. Like, it terrifies me. And then we went to private room karaoke with our, like, our coworkers, and she was in. Like, she was in waist deep. Um, but also, I, um, I didn't talk about this story, but once, also at Western, when I was... There's so many karaoke competitions at Western, just telling. Um, but um, I <clears throat> did one... At, uh, like within my residence the first year I was there and had this like total terrifying kind of mortifying experience where again the song was like in a different key and I was taking it way too seriously and I fucked up and then I ran out mid song and I was like cry look at it like it was pretty bad um but then my like ushering back into karaoke was private room yeah.
0: Oh, so, it, so oh, so it could be like both a gateway, but also a sort of remedial, like you've had yeah, you've had like a karaoke accident, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. need like a karaoke physiotherapy to get yeah. back in. Yeah. But does it have any role? If some, if say someone's just like a healthy, capable karaoke singer, yeah. does it have any role, or is it just like fuck it, like there's no sense? Like,
1: I don't know. I find often like there's this maybe it's just cuz i have excellent friends but there's this like humbling thing that happens with people who sing well in private karaoke rooms where they like kind of sit down and they let other people do their thing and like try out Singing right. poorly or singing well. I right. don't know. So Maybe that's like, just yeah, my observation. Or whatever.
0: What about like actual like uh, at a house, like a party karaoke machine? Oh, I is love that, th-
1: okay. I love that genre. Oh, <laughs> are, are we exhausted?
0: Are, okay. What's is that? What's, what's what is what is that's good about that?
1: That's like yeah. classically YouTube karaoke. So what you do is you have a guitar amp that's usually hanging around. Right, yeah. You rent a microphone from Long and McQuade, six dollars, okay. and then you like project the lyrics. Like most songs, most popular songs on YouTube, we'll have, like, a karaoke you version. You can just Google things. the song
0: name and karaoke. Yeah, it's It'll, like,
1: amazing. Right. And then sometimes, like, you sing along to the song, which is fine.
0: Right, like, because, you, you know, because that's karaoke.
1: Yeah, DIY. So, like... Oh, it's oh, no, so you just put on the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, just, you don't even have the karaoke version. You just singing yeah. to the song. Sorry. No, yeah. no, it's I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all that matters is that we're both Sorry.
1: Um, but yeah, no, I like that genre too. Okay, all
0: right, so there's private karaoke, private room karaoke, stage karaoke, in your own home karaoke, home, yeah. is that all the, that, that's it, right, that's, there's no other?
1: I mean, like I would, there's like a subcategory for sure from the like the 90s I was talking about, where yeah. like at least my mom and her colleagues were like buying these tapes and rehearsing at home, so it's like, it's kind of solo, but I think it's still under the umbrella.
0: Right, so that's like another kind is of just like your mom at home doing yeah, karaoke with no one there. It's like another kind of, just like alone karaoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes, you, ma'am. Yeah. You were talking about the circuit with your mom. Was it all women, or are there ones with men? Do they were there kids? any men? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
1: funny. I was like, because a lot of that was remembering, and I was like, I don't remember the men. And I was like, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess they were. There were few, very few of them, okay. but
0: yeah, certainly think, mostly women. Do you think? Do you have any guess, guesses as to the reason
1: for that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean, in this case, a lot of the like the circuit was run by waitresses right so it was so like, waitresses
0: by definition are not men because that's yeah. not why they have that suffix <laughs> yeah
1: well I mean like just I think by nature of um like the I don't know you know how like uh yeah I guess the sociality was um maybe catered to women in a particular way um but I don't know I can't It's a hard question
0: is it, maybe, is it maybe to do, do you think, with that? When you talked before about, like, when you were like, why do people do karaoke, someone mm-hmm. asked you, and you were like, well, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And my first response was, I don't look for opportunities to be vulnerable. <laughs> but do you think um, that maybe, that, maybe is that, is maybe that a gender thing? Like, do you think that?
1: I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. Gender's so messy. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy talk. Um, anything else? Uh, yes, you, ma'am, yes. <laughs> Can you tell us about the best and worst karaoke performance you've ever seen? Oh, man. A masked two-part question.
1: I went to karaoke. (laughs) I went to Baby Huey's, like, two weeks ago on a Tuesday night. It was pretty good. Um, And there, I hate hearing Piano Man. Like, it's just, like, it's the longest fucking song. And it's always a man who's like, I want eight minutes, you know? It's, like, drives me nuts.
0: Also, can I say can I, the thing about Piano Man too? That, as a sing-along song, is that my understanding is that what Piano Man is about is it's about the fact that being in a bar singing with strangers is depressing. That's the subject of the song. Like, what a stupid thing to sing about with strangers in a bar in public, it, unless you're just trying to make everyone feel depressed. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go on. So was that was that your worst? Yeah. Okay. So what was the best? But
1: that's just like that's like that happened that night, but it happens a lot. And then <laughs> <laughs> what? what? That's a rich kid song. That's a, rich, a rich kid, kid song. song?
0: Yeah. What? Because like it's like the, it's the itunes download more expensive or something? Yeah. How is that a rich kid song? Piano man. Fancy when they're 16 and things, yeah. Piano man. <laughs> oh, we were too poor to know what a piano was when I was a kid. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, sorry. So what was your favorite? <laughs> What was your favorite? And then they'll yell something else out from the back. Oh, actually,
1: actually, and that same night, and this is why I hesitated to be like, I don't know, gender's kind of messy. Because my friend Phil, my friend Phil was there with us that night, and he sang Alicia's Alicia Keys' Unthinkable, right. which is like an incredibly romantic, gorgeous song. Yeah. And he just like went, like, he's like good at karaoke. He knows he's good. But he went up, he went up and he sang that song, and I was so moved, and I like took a video. I was like all mom about it.
0: Right, so that was the best. So both the worst and the best were in this one night. Yeah. That was a real roller coaster for you. Crazy. Okay, all right, well, there you go. Uh, Any other questions? Yes, you, ma'am. So which uh,
1: bar in Toronto do you say has the
0: best catalog? Which bar has the best catalog for karaoke? I like that specific question. It's not which is the best for karaoke, but the best catalog specifically.
1: Bar Plus for sure. Like, I brought up that Jerry Rafferty song because it's like, he's kind of like, I don't know, a lot of people don't know that song, but it's a jam. Um, And it's... uh, yeah, I, I, was, I remember the first time I went and I was like, oh my god, they have that song! And then then it was very clear. And then also you can download an app and like previously check if they have a song. It's good. They have their own
0: app? They have an app where you can go and you can see what songs they have. Yeah. Do you have a feeling about that? Do you, well, no. Okay. No, I'm gonna ask you. Do you have a feeling about that, like in terms of karaoke? Because I, I seem to be like I've, there's one school which is that the whole the idea of karaoke is that it's meant to be this sort of crazy, spontaneous, yeah. fun thing that you and your totally. friends do and just like go out and sing the song. And yeah. there's another view which is like I'm going to practice Rocket Man like for two weeks <laughs> and then go in and like really, really nail it. Do you have like a do you, do you have a preference between those two schools? Yeah. Like, I, imagining that totally. my example wasn't Rocket Man, which no, I think no, prejudice no. is the question.
1: No, I um. Yeah, no, I think I, yeah, of course, I'm, like, t- I totally lean on, like, the chance operation of karaoke. Like, what are they going to have? Like, you know, what are you going to sing? You just kind of make a last minute decision. I'm into that. But I also, yeah, I respect, like, someone who wants to do it regularly and, like, wants their jams in the book.
0: Like someone who wants to work hard. Like, yeah, so yeah. I get that. So you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're
1: open. Okay. Yeah, I oscillate. All right, okay. It's okay. a shitty answer.
0: Yeah. No, it's great. No, it's great. No, it's a, it's a, there are, no, it's a, it's a great answer, of course, uh, because it was the truth, which is what we are after here. Yes. Oh, in the back. Yes. 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 What's your favorite song to sing? What's your favorite song to sing? Number one favorite song to sing. And will you sing it, and will you sing it now? So a question followed by a request.
1: Um. Okay. I don't know. I, I, for a really long time, she's like the one by Patrick Swayze was like my go-to, because again, vulnerabilities.
0: Will someone please start? Um, will someone please start looking that up on their phone right now, so we can have her sing it within a minute or so? Thank you. Go on.
1: Um, yeah, I think that's like my like my like career go-to, but. Um, <laughs> what
0: is it about? What is it about? What is it about it? I don't know. It's
1: just. It's just like. It's very tender. It's like everyone knows the words. It's easy to sing. Like it's you can belt, but it's in a particular range where you like you look good. Right. Because you like you hit all the notes. All right. Um. Yeah, I don't know, and I, I'd say that was like, like my forever song, but um, I don't know, lately I've been like, someone recently was like, Ace of Base is like the contemporary ABBA, so I was like, I'm going to sing lots of Ace of Base, so I did like, Don't Turn Around recently, I like that. All right.
0: <laughs> you know. All right. Okay, there you go. Alright, that's pretty good. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Those are good those are good choices. Reasonable and wise choices. Anything else? Anything else he would like No one's actually turned up the songs that we can actually I I wasn't kidding, but I was like, but you guys are all like, oh wait, there's there's no way I could just turn up music just sitting here. There's no device that would allow me to do that. Um, I have the karaoke version on my phone. What? Who what? I mean, the only guy who could be telling me from my food. <laughs> looking around, I'm like, a gentleman with a very deep voice is talking, <laughs> where can it be coming you have it on your phone? It's easy to find on YouTube if you actually want to do Wait, it. Wait, do you have it now? Yeah, it. like I'm on it right now. You want to hear, it? you want to hear, you want to hear how, long, how long is this song?
1: Do I, I you, s- you want to do
0: the whole song? Do you know all the words? You're like everyone. You okay, previously did say that everyone knows it. the it's words. Not an
1: option. All right, okay. I I suspected someone might say this, and then I was like, oh, someone will s- suggest I sing, and then I, I my plan like my answer was like, acapella is different from karaoke. <laughs> yeah, but but you, you didn't
0: you didn't you you forgot about the twenty first century. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, she got it, yeah. What? You've completely misunderstood the entire premise of Trampoline Hall. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it says on the program, Trampling Hall. You can't say no. No, of course you can say no. You can say no and ruin everybody's night, or you can say yes. Okay, do the first verse. Okay, do the first. Is there, okay, first verse. Is there a chorus? There's a chorus. Okay, but no bridge. We're not going to do the bridge. Okay, verse. does that seem fair? Verse and chorus. No bridge.
1: She's like the wind through my trees. She's like the night. I think I got the first three lyrics wrong. Next to me. She leaves you to moonlight, only to burn me with sun. She's open oh, my heart. Oh, oh her body close to me.
0: <laughs> Trampling Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hedy and is hosted by me. This episode's lecture was chosen by Lauren Bride. The podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. Trampling Hall is a sumo audio podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm Misha Globerman. Thanks so much for listening.